All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Oilers Nation Radio, episode 163. We are reporting live from the Nugent Hopkins studio. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Well, I mean, it's a placeholder. We can do better. Probably. We'll get better. We could sell it as a sponsorship thing. Infinite Patience Studio. I like that. That's better. I also, so last night they did a little feature on infinite patience and then I made a stupid joke that they don't call Ryan Nugent Hopkins horse because he runs fast. Seeing people connect what the joke meant in my mentions in real time, it was fun for me. But first, that has nothing to do with today. I mean, it could. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, good for you, buddy. Good for you. As we always do, we start off the podcast with a delicious debate from our Mm -hmm. friends at Oodle Noodle. And therefore, I... By the way, I'm just noticing you got a new arm on that there, Mike, on your... How cool is this, hey? I like Congratulations on your new arm. And then when you go to, like, edit and you want it out of your way, you just... See, when... That's that's cool. A a nice visual medium for the listeners. I bet they have that at radio stations. That's where he knows. We do. Did you steal that on the way out? No, we got it. Oh, this is a brand new one. Look how smooth this is. It's so nice and greased up. If we complain about it, though, a little bit, my request when we were setting up the podcast studio is yep. I wanted those kind of arms, which is just like a springy arm since yeah. this is a podcast. I wanted to them to come down from the roof. Yeah, That'd the only dope. problem is that then when you're shooting video, there's an arm in front of everyone's face. Then we would have to get some lapel mics or what are those called? Lav, I mics. Hate, lav mics suck. I can't stand those lav mics. They're the reason our first pregame show of the year didn't work well. Mm. Or so. was that just a Tyler problem? No, it was not a Tyler problem. This segment brought to you by ABC Sound. <laughs> Get all of your needs on the Calgary Trail. The building isn't there anymore. I used to buy uh, CDs there. You could yes. get two for 30. There you go. That ABC Sound. That place is fantastic. It was. 
You Tyler, say, is, are you saying ABC? I think, isn't that A what A and B sound. Oh, A and B, a and B sound, yeah. A and B yeah, sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there you go. Now we can get sued <laughs> by whoever right. owns that stuff. No, that's a free plug for a building that no longer exists. So I guess the no, building's, the building's still, still there. there. The building's still there. Yeah, of it. It's, yeah, it's not a... There's no more records playing. Weather's Nation Radio episode 163. Tyler's already. RIP A and B sound. <laughs> Tyler, back to, sound. Tyler, back to the oodle noodle delicious debate, please. Sir. Yes. Oodle noodle delicious debate of the week. Delicious, delicious, delicious. What's been... Butter the chicken, biggest butter chicken. What's been hot box, hot box. The biggest <laughs> positive from the first four games of the Oilers season. Dan, I'm starting with you. Uh, for me, it's been the goaltending. The goaltending was something that I think we expected to be a little bit of a, a sore spot this year. Um, and through four games, short, small sample size for sure. But uh, through four games, we've got uh, pretty consistent goaltending from the two goalies. Uh, Miko Koskinen specifically, who I was surprised to see do so well against Arizona last night. Rick? Can you word that question again for me? The biggest positive from the Oilers 4-0 start. I don't know how you don't look at it and go that uh, somehow, some way, 97 and 29 have gotten better. Yeah. Look what they're doing right now. Oh, is Lars Caillou, former uh, guest of the Oilers Nation Radio, he made a joke that Connor McDavid is going to win the most improved player this year, and I fucking, I like that, because (laughs) how do you stop him? You can't. You can't. Like, look what they're doing right now. They have not played a good game yet. They have been sloppy. They have not had their A game once. No. They've been a little bit sloppy. And, <laughs> and it's ridiculous what they're doing right now. There's, I, I get how there's other good things on this team, but the fact that the best players in the world have somehow taken a step forward, I don't know how that's not the biggest. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Connor McDavid, four games played, six goals, five assists, 11 points. So I think wow. even Dan was the lofty one of this season predictions at 150 plus points. Even that made He was 135. Was I, I'm, yeah. I'm 150. Well, then you may be shy. Yeah, you may be shy yeah. now. He's on a and pace for 164, it, I think. I, isn't that more than that? He has more. He has more goals than the Montreal Canadiens. We period. need some Yaremchuk math here. Yaremchuk We're gonna work it out. Well, I think if they can, if you connect it to last year, maybe that's Yaremchuk math. We're gonna guess and check and try to figure it out live. Yaremchuk Day. math. Eleven points is. in four games yeah. divided by eighty-two times that. He's on pace for I think two hundred twenty-five <laughs> points. <laughs> We're gonna have Dan double-check that. We're gonna do some uh, two twenty-five and a half. How many games were there last season? 56? 56. 56. Yeah. And he had 105 last season. Yep. Yeah. But this year so far, he's on pace for 225. That is the same. Yes. It's ridiculous. Got it. He's going to slow down eventually. Maybe. Maybe. When he's 37. Well, okay. So shout out to the schedule makers who gave us Calgary, Vancouver, Arizona, and then they spliced in a little bit of Anaheim just yeah. to make it nice to start. I mean, to be fair, Vancouver and Calgary both have playoff aspirations. Sure. Well, yes. Arizona's terrible. Yeah, Arizona I guess, sucks. I suppose. Arizona's so bad. I've been making so much money betting against Arizona this year. So here's the thing that, well, you know what? We'll finish the delicious debate first, and then yeah. we'll go into last night's game. Tyler, what's the biggest bright side for you so far? I like Dan's point. I like Rick's point. I also like the point I'm going to make. The third <laughs> line has been great. Like, this team desperately needed depth scoring for the yeah. last couple of seasons, and to see the way this Hyman, or sorry, this Fogel, Derek Ryan is who I wanted to say. <laughs> and Zach Cassian line has been rolling has been awesome. Like they're a perfect blend. I love this. The crash and bang and the speed of Fogel and Cassian. They both have decent hands. They can both score. And then Derek Ryan is just this guy. You barely, you don't even really notice him out there, but that's perfect. He's like a calming force next to two Tasmanian devils. And I think that's awesome. And that's exactly what Ryan Pike told us he would be when they saw yeah. 10 to 12 minutes of non-event hockey. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. Yep. Did Calgary wake up Cassian? 
Maybe. I think Cassie might have woken up himself. I, saw, once I was just going to say, Kissy Face came out. Yeah. Kissy Face was yeah. like crazy eyes. It's, it's the 2020 version. Yeah, Kissy Face is the new 2017 Cassie. 2021, I guess, it, yeah. whatever it is. It's the new Chops. Yes, yeah. new chops. But it, like, yeah, I, I would say with Cassie, and it's you've seen a guy that the crowd, like we've said it, we said it the entire lockdown hockey and bubble hockey. This guy needs people in the building. He to get said jacked it. up. And I hated that though, because I thought I that was a too, lame excuse. I did too. So, but I, and I thought it was, because again, he never really came out and like used it himself. No. But no. I didn't like people using it for him because it's like, man, there's other players. Like, no one gets a crowd. It's not like he's the only one. But I'll give him credit for the way he's come out and really shown some energy. He's this year. matched his. Goal total already from last Which year with two. How about and that? he needs one more point to match his points total from the last season. How about that pass from Nuge on that one goal oh, for Cassian, though? Perfect. Unreal. Butter. Saucy. Butter. Saucy. Nuge is just growing an apple tree out there right now. Mm-hmm. I love it. We're going to get to him in a minute, though. Uh, just to wrap things up, I'm going to say the biggest positive for me, uh, just to not be repetitive, I'm going to say our boy Zach Hyman. You know, sure. I think that for a lot of us, we had high hopes of him coming into the season. But to see him produce right away has been awesome. And last night, scoring a shorty. Then he follows it up with a power play goal. This guy is going to get so many power play goals just parking himself in front of the net and waiting for Connor or Leon or Nuge or any combination of those guys to just set him up for a tap-in. It's the best. How realistic to think we're going to get a lot of uh, short angles this year now? Because if you look, they pay really nice with the, uh, with the sports books. Did you see... Darnell Nurse, I think, was a part of two or three odd man rushes on the PK last game. I tweeted last night, Daryl's playing forward out there. Yeah, well, <laughs> but only on the penalty kill. Well, <laughs> but that's but that's been something this team has had for a while with Tippett, especially. Back, They're aggressive, but they just I don't think they've had this, the the same horses that they do now mm-hmm. on the PK with which it's Hyman and Nuge, and then Ryan and who? Uh, Yamo's been killing. Yamo's been killing. Oh, yeah. a so bit. so I mean, you got you got your speed right there already. And this then, is scary. Oh, this is starting to turn into a scary team for other teams to play against. And again, like we have not seen their A game yet. No. Yes. They have not played a game where I sat down at the end and went, whew, Oilers were the better team tonight. Like against Arizona, they obviously were because Arizona sucks. But the start was sloppy. The start was sloppy. Yeah, Calgary, they couldn't defend. Vancouver, they blew a lead late. And Anaheim, they couldn't keep pucks out of their net. Every game has not been great, but yep. they're winning. Yep. And if they win tonight against Vegas, I get that it's early in the season, but you would have already built yourself up an eight-point cushion on the Golden Knights. I checked the sports books. Edmonton started the year at... Five to one plus five hundred to win the division. They're already at plus one seventy five. Well, yeah, they shifted as soon as Mark Stone went, or yeah, as soon as Mark Stone went down with an injury, it shifted a little bit, and then Patcheretti sunk them for what? sure in the books makers. So office. I was writing the GDB for today at OilersNation.com. The Golden Knights, like the Oilers, have a very good chance to win tonight. Yeah. I know the I very know Vegas good. didn't play last night, but still, the the Golden Knights are going to be without Mark Stone, as Dan said, without Max Pacioretty, without Alex Tuck. Like those are some big holes in the lineup. Well, and what Vegas had as a strength previously was their depth. And the next guy up was equally as good for four lines deep, but they aren't that way anymore. They've got the misfits, and then it's just kind of existing. We're still plus money to win right now. Man, I'm so tempted to just get super greedy and take the Oilers on the puck line, like plus 280. It's such a homer thing to do because, like, it's not a smart bet, but, like, Again, if the Oilers had played four great games coming into this one, I'd honestly be sitting here being like, you know what? This might be a letdown spot, right? Scheduled loss. You played four great games, back-to-backs in Vegas. But you consider that, again, haven't seen their A game yet. They were a great road team last year. They were 7-3 and in the second half of back-to-backs last year. Vegas is banged up. Vegas is playing bad. I'm like, man, they might actually win tonight. By two goals, eh? 
Can you like that? The payouts are so good. Look at you getting greedy. I know. If you could see Tyler's face right now, I don't know if he's ever been happier than when he's betting on sports. That's juicy. But I, to be, you know, admittedly, I had a very good night last night betting on the Oilers. So did I. McDavid over two and a half. Incredible. We're going to have negative odds on that soon enough. They're already not the greatest. So though. they've already compared to last year's. They're already. I got sick. it at 350 last night. They've uh, like in the past, they would have McDavid to get one point, at least at like minus 300. They don't even have it up anymore. <laughs> when you I can, looked yesterday, it was up on the book that I use and he was minus 650 for one point. Like, well, there's no point in putting money on that. Well, yeah, unless you're putting an obscene amount of money on that. Yeah, exactly. But we right. use the same book, right? And, like, I'm looking at... The, he's not there anymore now. They pulled him <laughs> off. So, like, the, you can go over one and a half, and it's minus 167. Like, what? Again, the juice isn't even worth the squeeze at that point. But if you're going to bet on him, though, to get over two and a half, should you not just sprinkle some on one and one and a half? You could because you're like hedging in a way, but like if you're gonna bet on him to go over one and a half at minus one sixty seven, just go bet on him to score at minus one eleven. Mm, yes, McDavid to score a hat trick tonight's only nineteen to one. Like, this that's wasn't saying that that's only nineteen to one. This wasn't on my list of things to talk about, but based on how he's playing so far, the working on the one timer, working on the shot, all of this, do you think it's legitimately there's a legitimate chance that Connor wins a Rocket Richard? I think yes. the Oilers will, and again, I'm changing from my prediction already, but I think for the first time since Lemieux and Yager, teammates will score 50 goals in the same season. How can you bet against that right now, the way they're going? Well, but is this team, do we think that this team is going to do what they've done so far where they're going to they have split up Seidel and McDavid for road games and have them together for home games? I think so. Sure. I think it's smart, too. I think it's a really, really smart Well, play. it's what they did in 2006. The Oilers team, when they played at home, played that run and gun, fire and fire it all up and down the ice. And then when they were away, they would play the, the trap coaching, game. coaching so, strategy. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's something out there that you can use. You better use it. Let's walk through the last week since the last episode. So there's been three games we've talked about a little bit. Battle of Alberta last week. Nothing better than beating a Flames on a Saturday night. Dude, did anyone else want to crawl through their TVs about 30 seconds into that game? I was losing my mind. Why? Because it got chippy early. Oh, oh. Yeah. They were feisty. So yeah. that brings out, okay, I'm going to bring up yesterday's real life conversation. Tyler <laughs> Tyler and Jay got into a good argument yesterday. on. Real we life. were still arguing this morning about it. Download like and those. subscribe to hear this. I just got to sit back and enjoy these two yelling at each other mostly. Do you guys, Dan and Rick, I'll start with you because we've already had this chat, Tyler and yeah. I. Do you think the Oilers are tough enough right now? Not really. That was one of my issues on that Saturday game. Uh, I would have liked to see... I don't know how you... you, you if we're going to bring in some more toughness, that person has to have the ability to, to, to back it up with some offense. Functional toughness. Yeah. Um, Which are not easy to find. I don't think we really have a lot right now. If you want to come out and smack us around, it's doable. Okay. But... You're also going to open up for, for power plays, and we can kill you that way. I'm a little bit worried about the bumps and bruises we can take, but uh, in the long run, I think the team can persevere through it. See, I, I'm of the mindset for today's NHL, the Oilers are fine. They have they have Zach Cassian but who will go out there and Calgary, do it actively. It felt like Calgary is pushing us around. Yeah, but that's because they're or a bad taking team. runs at us. Anyways. That's because they're a bad team and they're losing. Who are they they're like really taking game. runs at, though? Everybody after the whistle. They're just taking, I would say they're up. taking liberties. Like, More I mean, you look at the, and I still, I, I never watched it again, but I didn't think uh, Pooley Arby touched the goalie. Yeah, I guess maybe his hand did. Like, I guess someone told me his that hand was, did, stick missed, whatever it was. That was Academy Award winning. Anyways, stuff, he yeah. turns Marshall. around and there's four flames coming at him. So, and there's nobody really to back him up for him. So if you're, if, if, they we're didn't get a penalty about, out of it. if we're worried about team toughness, what team is going to push us around that we have to worry about 
still being able to beat Calgary. I mean, everybody, everybody. But we beat them. They got. Uh, they tried to get us off our game, and we beat them. The like, look what Arizona did last night, and Vancouver the night before, or Anaheim the night before. Did Anaheim take six power plays against them in that game? Yeah, those are and different. And we were. Them, those are different. Penalties. But, but still, but that's stuff that where you're taking a liberty, and that's where you have to just kind of what we have to start doing is, as fans is do exactly what you do, Rick. Hold the referees accountable and start drawing They're those penalties <laughs> when we're at home. Terrible. Before you before you guys move on, Dan, please your stat that you posted this morning on Twitter, I thought was very interesting and just gross. May the eighth. 2021 was the last oh, time nice. Connor McDavid drew a penalty, which was since, which was how many 11 games, games ago, 11 games, games, four playoff games, 11 games ago. McDavid has been given two penalties since he drew his last penalty as well. And so while I don't think it's the most outrageous thing when I looked at the actual minutes, like he's only played 240 minutes of hockey then since then. But at the same time, this league pretends at least outwardly to say that they're going to protect everybody and they're going to protect their best players and they just don't do that right now that will that seem that being said i do predict two power two power plays from mcdavid i'll give the refs credit for one thing that double penalty uh yeah i guess they usually do that but they didn't call the second one well that's why there was a double penalty later on in that game and they didn't have the ball they going to tell Corey? What's that? What would they tell Corey? <laughs> I want to go back to the team toughness angle, though, because this was, again, got me fired up with Jay. My take best. on it is, like, let's even take the Anderson on Yamamoto play. They always get a power play out of that. They score. If whoever it is, Darnell Nurse, Duncan Keith, jumps in. I agree with this part. Right. Yeah, if, if you jump in and grab them and you negate the power play, like, to me, the team toughness is, yeah, maybe it's a concern that guys weren't jumping into scrums and all that, and maybe they aren't tough enough, all that. But I would just prefer to have a team that sits there and goes, yep, go ahead. Four guys on Pooley sure, he can hold his own there because he's fucking huge. We're going to take the power play, and instead of punching you back, Drysaddle's going to give you a little wink after they score on the power play, and he's doing his flyby, right? Like, I just, I'd rather have a team that does that. And I'd rather beat teams on the scoreboard. And I get it. I just like there's the, a mental edge to it. The and not reactionary toughness. Yeah. Like and the that's reactionary fair. toughness, I get it. We've done that for years. With It's killed our power plays many, many a time, and it's frustrating. But there's got to be a point where you just can't get pushed around. But you have that with Cassian. And you have that with Darnell Nurse to a certain expect, but Nurse can't be involved in that stuff anymore. He's way too he's way too uh, valuable. When you yeah, have issues in the first, and all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, you're going to square up in the second. I don't want to see Nurse doing it." Well, they shouldn't have to, but it's it's hockey. It happens. You're yeah, fight. I, I guess. Fight. Like I think in the old NHL it did, but it I think in this does. NHL you need you just need reactionary toughness. And like, That's what you so need. so what do you want to see like Colton Sevier get into the lineup more instead of Brennan Perlini? Maybe, but probably something like that. Maybe yeah. a little bit of size, um, a little bit of pushback, a little bit of go out there and, and, and hit first rather than be hit. I would agree. Like the, the fourth line left wing spot is probably an area where like if you injected What's something different in there. Right now, for sure. You can it, place anybody. Perlini's right not. But how the preseason was a f- dare you? Okay, <laughs> it's four games. I know, but like fucking Lamborghini Perlini was shooting. That was also, four, that was also out. four games, though. Yeah. <laughs> His mom tweets at me. I love them. Now Tyler's dragging them. I'm not but, dragging him. I'm just saying, like, if but, there's one spot you could swap in more t- quote unquote toughness, that could be it. But like, still, that's the issue. The thing I would just like is, and I think you can cultivate it with the current roster, is the three Musketeers kind of all for one. You know, yeah. this is Jay getting left out of a cab in Winnipeg, so we all jump out of the cab. All for one. So I just like to see if Pooley is getting pushed around or whatever, that even if 
nothing happens, just everybody in the pile. Yeah. But yeah, you, you don't come in as the wing. You come in and you grab a guy by the yes. arms and you're like, you're not getting involved in Give this. A and stinky you go- face. <laughs> but see, I like, I like this. I like this new Connor where he is able to massage those referees in such a way. Mm. Like they listen to him. Yes. They li- that, that line. I when, think- when in the past have you ever seen a linesman sit there and talk to the, one of the centers for like 30 seconds? He's probably asking for his autograph. Well, that's maybe, what I would do. but like, so there's a certain aspect to me where it's just in this new NHL, you just don't need those guys that are going to take up but those I'm, meaningful I, minutes. But I don't mean like the, the prototypical fighters. Yeah, I get what you're I saying. mean. And I know this is probably the best of like of Steve McIntyre is not getting on the line. No, 100%. no and I'm going to use the, the, the name two. of the guy from the top of their pile, but like, a, like, um, Tom Wilson. And that's and the, I don't that's mean Tom Wilson, but a guy who's got, like a, like, who can do everything. But it's, a, that's, it's not that's quite Revo because Revo doesn't If that was a dime offense, a dozen but, guy, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a, yeah, but he's a 10 out of 10. What's the 5 out of 10, Tom Wilson? Warren Fogle. I don't know. Like, and I just, I, that, Col- that's like, what I think it is, too. I think like it's, it's guys. Just, and that's why I didn't. That's why I was kind of arguing with Jay because I'm like, you know, Hyman forechecks hard and he'll hit you. Fogle forechecks hard and he'll hit you through the end boards. Cassian will hit you hard. Maybe their fourth line lacks a bit of that bite, but to say that it's like a big problem with the roster, I just don't agree with because it's there. Yeah. It's not like they have four soft lines. I don't think every line needs to have a guy who's no. going to get in your face and be a pest. Like it's it's just fine for me. And when they're four and oh, I just felt like that was a bit like I'm complaining about the defense and their inability to prevent shots and all that. But like the toughness is just something that like. And I, I guarantee that Jay's like, we, Jay and I are exactly the same. It's, he it's was losing his mind in the first couple of minutes yeah, of that yeah. Flames game too because he wanted to get onto that ice and grab a hold of Rasmus Anderson. I wanted to get a hold of the ice and get a hold of Rasmus Anderson. <laughs> Someone's got to get a hold of fucking Rasmus Anderson and deal with this shit. And it doesn't, but if we're going to turn him into goals all the time, that's the thing. it's going to change things a bit. The but Battle I just, of Alberta is going to be different for a little while, I think. But yeah, if you I ever see that, that one injury, that's going to really upset us. The battle is going to be Calgary is going to be trying to score goals and we're going to be seeing how high we can go in the score totals. Calgary who? No better way to transition into <laughs> shout out for our friends at DoorDash. Ding dong. Ding dong. Tyler's hungry. He wants you to have something to eat too. Therefore, download DoorDash on your phone. And if you've never used it before, use ON Radio DD as a promo code to get you 25% off your first order and free delivery. Sound good? I've got a better one for you. Oodle 2021. Use that, get seven bucks off your order of $30 or more from our friends at Oodle Noodle. Delicious, delicious, delicious. The delicious debate just happened. There you go. All right, we're going to move along a little bit. I want to talk about last night's game specifically against the Coyotes. We mentioned Warren Fogle. He made a hell of an introduction for himself to Oilers fans last night. That goal he scored with the little inside-outside move shoot while he was falling. That was an absolute stud goal that we have not had from a third liner on this team in forever. Dan, your thoughts? Well, I mean, for all three of the newer guys, Ryan, Fogel, and Hyman, somebody got the message to them that if you work your ass off, this city and this team will love you forever. And so for me, yeah, it's been it's been for all three of those guys. But yeah, last night, especially with Fogel, that hardworking effort paying off and getting you a goal. Like, I think he would have got a little bit of love if that shift had just, you know, that puck had just gone next to the net kind of thing. I think still Oiler fans would have appreciated it, but the fact it went back in the net is even better. You know who it looked like? This is going to go way back for some of us, and he did it. It was a bit of the same move, a little bit different, because this other player used to go, his arm would go up and over the player, but it looked like Kelly Buckberger. Oh, man. Buckberger used to take it inside out, and his arm would go up and over top of you. 
I know this guy's a little at, bit better the offensively then, but have to watch the tape. Yeah, yeah, was, that was a Bucky move. Also, a nice surprise of how handsome is Ward Fogel. You right? see him with his glasses on well, coming the, 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 uh, sh- off the plane. Shout out to Kennedy, our videographer, who Kennedy's the best. Who tweeted out uh, Warren Fogel's? If you take Connor McDavid <laughs> and you mash him together with who? Who was the other one? I just uh, lost Oscar Clefbaum. Oscar Clefbaum, and I can't unsee it now. It like it it will ne- it'll haunt me until the end of time. <laughs> if you're Wait. listening to this right now, do yourself a favor and follow Kennedy's trash 100 kennedy's trash or kennedy's trash whichever way you look at it on twitter she's hilarious so that is that's kennedy she makes our videos at Oilers nation she's also does graphic design chances are you're wearing one of the t-shirts she made right now he does he does look like exactly like that eh? yeah um also can we just shout out his twitter and instagram handles being fog daddy 96 (laughs) what a fucking beauty but you know what else is great about him scoring last night is instantly on twitter boom the mclovin gifs were just coming out flooding timelines last that won't get old oilers fans are the best i can't wait to just start making some custom mclovin gifs for him as as his what do you sign for three years three years can't wait. Another guy I want to touch on last, from last night's game. Again, he's my bright side from the first part of the season. Zach Hyman, two goals uh, and an assist so far. So three points in four games. Rick, what do you think about our newest friend, Zach Hyman? First of all, post-game with Scott Oak on Saturday. Just an absolute yeah. gem, this yeah. guy. Secondly, the way he plays, fantastic. Relentless on the forecheck. His puck pursuit is ridiculous. Rick, what are your thoughts on Zach Hyman? He's living up to everything that I think we've heard uh, Leaf fans tell us about him, right? Are you going to get what you get out of the out of the media? And we've listened to those people for decades, and players have come in and either you know sometimes have been right, sometimes. But you look at the other team's uh, fan base and and see their reaction to losing a player. Yeah. Um, this was a guy that uh, they said we were going to like, even though they don't like us, they don't want us to have him. And I think he's he's fulfilling everything uh, they were kind of telling us so far. Tyler. Yeah, same same thing. Like the power play, I mean that that's where it's making a he big impact everything. for me. Like, he kills penalties. He's on the power play. He forechecks hard. He's a great top six winger. He and Nuge seem to have a little something going. Yeah, they do, and all of it. Like he's just he's impactful. He changes the game. He's not just there to score a goal every six seven games and give you solid minutes or anything. Like game in game out, he'll he's make an impact, and it's awesome. Like I, I want to relay this into a power play conversation. You repl- you take replacement level Alex Chase on. How dare you? And you flip him into this Zach Hyman in, Canucks in front of can't the even net. spell his name right. <sighs> exactly. Disrespectful. I Disrespectful. Just, it's he unreal, the, man. He wore the answer. Cha is on. Exactly. Go did back they, to the power play. Did they screw Gagne's name once too? Probably. It's hard to spell in Vancouver. Yeah, oh yeah they did. Then they do ga- Ganger. Yeah, I think they did. <laughs> trash organization. Yeah, trash organization. Yeah. Quads, you listen to this. You cover a trash organization. Anyway, back to the power play, Tyler. That beef and cheddar. Remember when I said they, they might be 40% or better, and you all laughed and laughed and <laughs> laughed. And you said, Tyler, you fool. That Kool-Aid's too sweet. And I said, you wait and see. Actually, I didn't. I got chicken, and I backed down and said, okay, maybe 30% or better. <laughs> but the initial 40% or better might not be that far off. They're legit. They honestly might finish the year 40% or better. Terrifying. Well, yeah, and it, for me, it's, it's when you're, as a power play, there's there's a certain flow that the penalty kill has and it always just seems to be with this team it's that one extra pass and the rest of the other team is just not there for it and they've had like multiple opportunities of that over the years where mcdavid and drysaddle will find those spots for chase on for cassian to bang in and they can't 
they hit Hyman now and it's in the back of the net. So like, yeah, I, I don't know this, this I'm with Tyler. Like I, I think that this is going to be, this is going to go down since we started tracking power play stats as one of the best power plays. Of all time. I think it will be the best. Three like they guys. don't have to be three guys ha- take like the majority of it. Right. Yep. Then you circle out after about 40 seconds. Hyman comes off. Pooley RV goes out. I think Barry comes off. Nurse goes out. And those other three guys, they can skate for days. And it's, yeah. it's terrifying. How, I don't know what you do to stop this. And it's only la- a matter of time also before dad gets sneaks in there also. Yep. Well, that's what I was going to say is that the other thing is they're now more confident in that second unit. And so that second unit is going to spell that's in. The third unit and now, sometimes though. you yeah, start to get, well, yeah. And sometimes you start to get those those power plays that stack up. You mean when they start all the power sudden, play? Like exactly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, McDavid and Dreisaitl are rested and they've got you tired on your power play. Can I just say, when Hyman scored that power play goal that he jammed in, I just had flashbacks to all the times where McDavid or Dreisaitl <laughs> would seem one to chase on. And, and he just and, duffed it. Or like his stick would fucking break <laughs> and you're like, what the hell, man? You have one? Go out there with the old aluminum stick if you need to chase on. It's funny though because shovel. they almost, Hyman and Chase on almost do the same down to one knee finish the tap in type thing but it's like Tyler said all of a sudden Chase on would find a way to get it into the crowd somehow (laughs) although I do want to give a shout out to Chase on in the season opener there was a point in like the first period where he made a move at the blue line and then got a shot on net and I was like fuck he might be entering dangerous mode like I was I was waiting because I wanted to send out a tweet after he dropped like to one knee on a one time yeah yeah fuck vintage Chase on revenge game he'll go through like five six games where he's like phenomenal feeling and like 10 days before that is when he'll start breaking his stick, hitting posts. Yep. Yeah. The puck just somehow won't go in. And that's when you start betting on him, betting on him, betting on him because he's going to pay off for about a week. So again, I was talking to Quads yesterday, David Quadrelli from Canucks Army, and he was just like, how did this work with Alex Chase on, on the power play with the Oilers? I'm like, he did a good job of just finding where the other those the big boys needed him to be, and he found a way. But then I also told him, I'm like, but what you need to know about Chase on, the streaks... <laughs> The streaks are wild with this dude because he will go on like a five, six game heater where everything's going in the net and then you won't see him for months. Like is, did, I, did Chase on win a Stanley cup with Washington? Yes. Yeah. He's Why a, is the only thing that anybody ever talks about when he played with us? Because we're awesome. Like it's so fascinating to me. Yeah. It's like, you know, with former Edmonton weather. No, well, no, he's a Stanley cup. Champion. It's the most, it's the most recent, yeah, yeah. but he's also, he's also PTOs. taken three PTOs yeah. and made yeah. the team each time. It's true. That one year, like coming out of the PTO, he scored like 22 goals for us. That was insane. We definitely did not even really talk about that enough. No, no but, like no. it was wild. And yeah, like kind of shit on him a bit. Or I shit on him a little bit there with the with the replacement level thing. But it's just he's a you can tell he's a smart player. Yeah. Eh? Like he know he knows where to go. Sometimes like his you skill had... lets him down, but like he genuinely knows like where to he be to be good in a good to be in a good spot. Like I wouldn't be upset. Like I know he's in Vancouver and I'm happy for him or whatever. But I wouldn't be upset if he was on our fourth line in Kyle Turris's spot. No, not at all. You yeah. know what I mean? That 12, 13, 14 forward so, uh, spot. Yeah. He's, he's a good vet. Getting back to the Oilers, though, we talked about Connor McDavid a little bit earlier. 11 points in four <laughs> games. Leon, the old slouch with eight points in four mm. games. But I got to talk about Rick's boy here. Let's go. Jesse Pugliarvi. Seven points in four games. Two goals and five assists. The big boy is rolling right now. And he's having a great time doing it, too. It's just... What is that contract going to look like? Woo! Sign it right six now. Six by six? Can you get him for an eight by? Eight, uh, eight that would by take six? Him to that might be rich. Eight eh? by five and a bit? Eight by five and a half? I do eight by five and a half. Right I now. think you sign that right now. Right now. What do you guys think it takes to get Chase on back here at the deadline? 
saying it, I was like, well, you know what? The trade deadline. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Eight by five and a half for Pooley RV. Like, right now. You do it. You do if it. You could, yeah. But I don't know if his camp is going to. Why wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. Ah. There's, yeah. Is he happy to be here? Yes, he, he just loves to play, man. That's all he wants to do. And I he think now his play is winning. Uh, I think the groups embraced him too. Yeah, yeah I saw that with too. him and Leon at the, on the on the desk, yeah. and they're all chanting. And Leon just literally all Leon, Leon could they do was pump his tires a bit, right? They like, brothered him a little bit, dude. Can you believe so. what's going on right now? And also, like Smile. this isn't the time when Puliarvi was up and down to Bakersfield, not in the lineup, maybe playing on the fourth line. He's parked next to McDavid. He's I, first I, line. He's on the first page of the points. So let's yeah. walk, let's keep walking through it again. The depth scoring that we're seeing so far through four games is what I'm most interested about in this conversation. So Pooley RV, there's seven Nugent Hopkins. He's grown an apple tree. He's got six assists already. He had three last night, two against Arizona. Zach Hyman's got three goals. Cassian. Like I said, he's already got four. Warren Fogel's got three points. Bouchard's got three. And we haven't had a good game yet. Well, and what I was going to say, too, when it comes to the depth scoring is we haven't had the defensive scoring that we've had in the past. Year. Let's have a look at it. So we got Daryl. Daryl's leading so far. Or no, Bush Evan had that one. Yeah, that yeah, one, that that one goal bomb out. from the corner that went in. That's that. true. <laughs> Bush's bomb is so, man. Dude, he's I don't know. Bush the goalie's face. He's going to kill somebody with that thing. Oh, when he wired that it one? It went right. So they kept talking. Like it went, hit him in the neck or something. It hit him square in the wires. And he's holding his eyes. nose, man. Like that, I thought you like dented the. <laughs> they let up. A, 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 I didn't see one player or one or the nobody look at his fucking vis, his cage and see if it was okay. Like I think that thing was cracked. Yeah, a little or something. bit of structural damage on that one. His de- Bouchard's demeanor after everything is just so calm and cool too. Like it his just heartbeat looks is so casual. Dying. Yeah, he's basically dead. Yeah. <laughs> Like most fathers. <laughs> Tyler likes my one-liner today. That's I was going to say it kind of looks like it almost takes him an extra 10 seconds to like, all right, maybe he's, or like he's thorough almost. Like there's a scrum in front of the net and he sits there and goes, now, now, Evan, don't overreact. Let's think back. <laughs> Who started this? <laughs> you know what? This could have been our fault. And then like the scrum's happening around him and he's like... Yeah, you know what? We might be in the wrong here. Have we been? Have you guys been talking to, to Jay out there? What's this? Has he changed his tone yet? A little. Has anyone talked to him bit. about this yet? Like oh, you- of course. It's going to be a never. So if you're listening to this now and you're new to the podcast, the thing about Jay is, what was that? Two years ago now? Three yeah, years he ago? Wanted him out. He was talking about trading Bouchard because he doesn't have Three to years fire. ago? It was like three months ago. Jay is ages. Well, it's been a consistent. He has brought this up in the <laughs> no less than three months ago. So if you're on Twitter or Instagram, look at The Squire. Yeg on those two social platforms Every and hit time. him up anytime Evan Bouchard Every does something say there's the fire if we could get that going on Jay's Hashtag socials there's the fire there's the fire you know what else is nice to see like in, in the past few years right like Ethan Bear wasn't really loved by Dave Tippett he was always reluctant to keep Caleb Jones in the lineup and it was kind of one of those things where Tippett was getting the reputation of a guy who just always goes towards the vet he wants the vet vets get the benefit of the doubt and it was nice to see against Anaheim Barry was struggling and Tippett just went Fuck it, Boosh, go. You're having a game, yep. and he played him, and he played him, and he played him, and he played him. And it, it's nice to see that Tippett kind of has like he's recognizing that he clearly yeah. has Tip's trust, but, but he's also not. Bouchard he's not, looks like a veteran, so maybe okay. Yeah, I was gonna say he's not confused. putting him there. Looks because on the bench. He's like, hey, old man, go. <laughs> Tip is like, didn't we play together in Harvard? Get the fuck out there. <laughs> Bouchard, he's the best. Okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> I gotta talk about corners. I'm imagining them in Vegas, like all the players hang yes. out, and it's like Bouchard and Jim Playfair, like going for a walk. Yeah, they go for a walk, and then khaki they're up shorts up. with they're, socks pulled up, yeah. mid shin. They're hey. at breakfast at six thirty a.m. Mm-hmm. 
a little bit of gym time before the pregame skate. All right. Thanks to our friends at Cornerstone Insurance for helping make this all possible. If you go to cornerstoneins.ca, cornerstoneins.ca, you will have a little button there on the left-hand side of the screen. It says Citizens of the Nation. You click that, and you get a discount on your auto, residential, commercial, life insurance, whatever you need. They got it for you. Cornerstone Insurance. One more time. The website, Tyler? Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstoneins.ca. Thank you for listening. INS. All right. Let's preview the, ga- the game against Vegas. Okay. Tonight. Friday, October 22nd, the Oilers play Vegas for the first time. A lot of people, I think, kind of already assume that the Oilers or Vegas is going to finish 1-2 in the division. Mm-hmm. Vegas is 1-2 and two on the season so far. They're beat up a little bit. A Tyler, lot bit. A lot bit. Tyler, break down a game like this. Like Obviously, this is a team we have to beat when you get an opportunity like this. Mm-hmm. But how much does a game like this mean early in the season against a team that you're probably going to be battling for the division for five months from now? Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say it's like a measuring stick game and use that cliche because this isn't the Vegas that we're probably going to see later in the season down the stretch. No Stone, no Pacioretty, no Tuck, no Martinez. But at the same time, you touched on it earlier as well, Dan. This isn't sort of the next man up Vegas we've seen before. The cap has taken its toll on this group. Their center depth, I said this in our season preview. You did. Their center depth is bad. Like, after William Carlson, Nolan Patrick is not an impact NHLer. Maybe one day he will be former first overall pick and all that, as we've seen with Pugliarvi. It takes guys some time. Sometimes it takes guys some time. And uh, I just... (laughs) But, like... I get what you're saying. Chandler Stevenson, man. This guy gets regular top six minutes. He's not a top six centerman. Tyler's talking about the depth down the middle for Vegas. So, we got Carlson, Stevenson, Patrick, Howden. That wraps up the centers. Go ahead, Tyler. Not great. And the depth on the wings right now doesn't look good. You're I do a big s- Krebs guy. I, I actually am a big Krebs guy. But and again, choke ha- me dead enough. <laughs> <laughs> There's a button coming. There it is. I just stopped Tyler dead in his tracks. You, you <laughs> never heard that before, Tyler? That was well done. <laughs> For you. He hit a tree. All right, well, Tyler's, <laughs> Tyler's uh, got to restart and reboot. He's going to reboot the old software on that one. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I don't like Brassois as a backup for the amount they paid him. Um, <laughs> they don't have the same good goaltending tandem they did last year. It's, just, it's not as good of a team as they were last year. So I look at this, and if the Oilers can win tonight and get that eight-point cushion Jeez. like I referenced earlier, it puts you in a really, really nice spot. And one thing to note, just uh, again, looking at the GDB I wrote, OilersNation.com, the... Uh, the Golden Knights have basically given up twice as many goals as they've scored. Mm-hmm. In three games, they've given up 12, whereas the Oilers have given up 10. And we're saying that as the Oilers team who, against Anaheim, they were sloppy. And, you know, they gave up a lot of goals. And if you go look at the way Vegas has kind of, their season's kind of gone here, like they have a minus five goal differential. They've scored seven and they've allowed 12. But if you take out that first period of the year when they kind of caught the Kraken sleeping, or not sleeping, the Kraken were almost like overexcited for their first game and they played really sloppy in the first period. Sounds and, like an excuse to me. And the Golden Knights scored twice. Like you take out that first period They've, they're what, a, a negative seven through three games? That's brutal. The interesting thing also is these two teams right now, the Oilers and the Golden Knights, are giving up a ton of shots every night. So the Oilers are giving up 37.3 on average so far. The Golden Knights are giving up 38.4. So if you're looking at a shot prop tonight, yeah, it might be worth it. Uh, Vegas is dead last in the NHL in shots against per 60 at even strength. Oilers are third last. So I think there's a chance we see a lot of offense tonight as well. I think there's a chance that I'm going to excite you, Tyler, with another round of Ask the Idiots brought to you by Buster's Pizza. Woo! 11 locations around the city, busterspizza.ca. And how can people get rich? 
by sending us in questions That's and right. potentially winning a gift card. I was very confused where you're going with. I would like to get rich, but the <laughs> winner- Invest in Bitcoin. Yes, invest in Bitcoin. Invest uh, in Buster Pizza coin. Invest in Buster's Pizza Pizza because it's delicious and it'll feed the temple. All right, so last week on the podcast, we said submit questions like Tyler said using the Ask the Idiots hashtag. You, you listeners, I love you, but you didn't listen to me. You didn't listen to me. And you know what happened? Surveyor Brett now won a $50 gift card for Buster's Pizza because he understood the assignment. And he's probably going to share with all the other refs in the league. So this is on everybody for allowing the refs for everything I've done so far to get a pizza party out of this. So Surveyor Brett, fire me a DM over and above the ones that you already send me on a daily basis. <laughs> yes. Send me a DM and I'll get you hooked up with that gift card from Buster's Pizza. So thank you for submitting a question to Ask the Idiots. I've mixed his question in, but I won't tell you where. Okay. Dan, stop cheating. I'm not. Dan's trying to cheat. Promise. Dan doesn't understand the assignment. I'm he an does. idiot. All right. I'm going to start with Dan. For Thank Buster's you. Pizza, this is Ask the Idiots. Your first thought when you saw Warren Fogel's goal last night against the Coyotes. Uh, wow. <laughs> what about my second and third thought? Um, <laughs> my first thought was exciting. That that kind of effort is exactly what Edmonton's been hoping for from a new acquisition like Warren. Rick, first thoughts on Warren Fogel's goal. The troll in me? The first thing I thought was, I've never seen Bear do that before. I saw that tweet a couple of times, to um, be honest. <laughs> Other than that, it's, <laughs> if that's what our third line's going to do, we're in for a really good year. Tyler? Uh, yeah, the first thing out of my mouth was, oh, shit. And the second thing out of my mouth was, that was sick. And just, just to wrap it up, I thought I was going to rip a hole clean through me trousers. Question number two. If you had to start your own beat cast, what food would you have chosen? What would your cast be, Tyler? I don't like cabbage. So cabbage cast. Like eat a whole head of cabbage. Yeah, you would cabbage get your fiber rolls. in on that one. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I'm not a big cabbage guy. So I'd, I'd say cabbage. Rick, Rick, if you're doing a beat cast, what do you dislike eating after losses? I don't even like walking past this part of the grocery store, but olives. Like they have the big mm. olive set up and all the different ones. Like, yeah, that would be. And honestly, that many type of olives that cover all the losses in the year. That'd be terrible. <laughs> Dan? Uh, we talked about this when we first did this sacrifice, sacrifice like, for what, 500. four years ago. Yeah. And I would have gone with chickpeas because like, Ooh, like eating, chickpeas. like eating just plain chickpeas is one of the oh, most, yeah. Plain? yeah mm. Like it's just, there's nothing to those things. Yeah. They are explosive and they taste like sand. You would have gotten your fiber though and I some protein have. at the same time. So <laughs> there you go. Surveyor Brett. There's your answer. Ah. You already know what my, my answer is. I started the beat cast. I hate beets. Ice That's cream. what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. I ate way too much ice cream the other day. Nice. I was just, you know, sometimes when you find the bottle of your bowl and then you have a refill, you just keep and going. then all of a sudden the tub's gone, and you're like, whoa. Well, you don't eat out of the tub? Well, let's try to be classy, Dad. That's fair. Did you? All right. You have a dishwasher in your house? <laughs> king of the castle. King of the castle. I have a dishwasher. All right. <laughs> Question number three. Ask the idiots for Buster's Pizza. Outside of Connor McDavid, Mm-hmm. Who has had it doesn't I'm not doesn't have to be points it doesn't have to be anything specific who's had the most impressive start to the season Tyler um mm, uh yes a pulley RV I I think he's really taken another step forward from last season and uh yeah he's continuing to prove the doubters wrong this guy I've said this line before he went from an afterthought to a top six winger to a key part of this team so it's great to see JP uh Rick I'm guessing Tyler just stole your answer I was, was going to try and get away from that because I don't always want to give that answer, but uh, I think just as well, but on the back end is Papa Bush. 
I mean, there's not much I have to do to explain that dancer. Everyone's seen him out there. You look at his minutes, look what he's doing when he has the puck without the puck. Um, probably, probably more than anyone expected out of him this year so far. Dan? Uh, for me, I'm going to go back to the same answer I did for the delicious one. I'm going to say Mike Smith and I guess Miko Koskinen as a side note. But yeah, for those two guys, uh, for me, they were my biggest question mark going into the season. And they have not given me any fear so far. I'm going to go, I'm going to stay on brand. I'm going to say Ryan Nugent Hopkins because guess who's gotten a couple of five on five points already. And everybody says you can't go on five on five. Nuge. Nuge. For Buster's Pizza, we are working through Ask the Idiots. Dan, I'm starting with you on this one because of your last answer. Does Ken Holland need to find another goalie for some insurance? Mike Smith hurt, a little banged up. Going to be out a week or so, uh, according to handsome Tom Gazzola. As insurance, no. But this, I think the next two weeks shows what this team has when it comes to their goaltending, so he'll know now going forward what the answer will be. Trevor. I think... He answered to that. If, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> see, and this is I was where, looking for Trevor in the room. <laughs> this is where the debate comes in. If the Oilers get to the deadline and they're in a position where, they, where it makes sense to spend the first-round pick and load up, it's likely because Smith and Koskinen have been above average. So do you sit there at the deadline and go, okay, well, our goaltending's been above average... Do we go get a goalie or do you go get a defenseman? And I'm starting to think that the biggest need this team has, this is actually what sparked the big debate with Jay and I, they need a defenseman, man. Which spot? Left D. You need a left defenseman that you can put on a pairing with Bouchard and by the stretch drive and into the playoffs, Bouchard and this new ad will be your second pairing and Keith and CeCe get sheltered minutes on the third You'd really pair. you really bring in a lefty before Rady? Who are you taking out of the lineup on the right side? I'd be more worried about CeCe than I am Keith. See, but there's nowhere to play. The, there's no roster spot for the righty because you have Barry, Bouchard, and CeCe. On the well, left side, yeah, you but can okay, take out. If I'm bringing in a better player. Okay, I see you're going to take yeah, out yeah. Slater, Cuckoo, or Russell. And then, yeah, uh, you know what? I still think, you know what? That second line is going to get more minutes. I'd still like to see uh, a higher quality number two right defense. And then if you can get CeCe someone to go, take. And then CeCe drop into seven, I guess. I, I get uh, cap wise. That's stupid. I get it. I if get you it. Can I get take, it if you can get someone to take CeCe in a deal, then sure. But if you're just straight <laughs> like up adding, trading Cody CeCe. Or and I haven't even minded his game at all. <laughs> but like Keith and CeCe would be a really, really good third pair when you sure. could pick their matchups a little bit better, go out. You guys ready for this? Yep. Hypothetical trade. Ricard Raquel. Now he plays defense. <laughs> Alex Petrangelo. First, your first round pick and Kyler Yamamoto for Josh Manson and Ricard Raquel. <laughs> <laughs> Did you honestly, were you honestly going to say Ricard Raquel? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, that's the hypothetical Christmas. trade I've been throwing around in my head. Or the other one I've the been Manson thinking of like is four games in. The other one I'm thinking of is the first round pick and Miko Koskinen, and maybe you need to throw in a fringe prospect for Tristan Jari and Brian Dumoulin. Uh. Tristan Jari did Jari's, not have a good year last year. No, he started off really well this year, though, I think. Yep. Mm. I'm, I'm just, making trades. You know what? I love that you are already on the trade train four games in, 4-0. I'm always thinking of armchair GM things. Yeah, that's that's why Tyler will be our de facto GM here at Nation HQ, just outside of the Ryan Dugan Hopkins studio. Thank you. For... I guess this fits perfectly. Tyler, I'm starting with you. Ask the idiots for Buster's Pizza. One word review on the Keith CC pairing. Meh. Rick? Above average. I know that's two words, but I don't care. Steady. And I'm just going to say, okay. I'm just thinking that comment card, and like I think they're a little bit better than 500, so whatever the next one is, I think is above average. 
I, and I think when I say okay, by the way, I don't say that. That's not a, a bad thing. I don't say that as a slight. They don't really stand out yeah. like us, like uh, negatively. They haven't really done anything huge positively. So we're still sitting in this little neutral game. And if they stay there, you're probably going to want a little bit more out of them. But you're happy that you're not getting the negative side out of it. I think I'm perfectly happy with what they've given us. I'd like to see a little bit, a little bit more something out of Keith. Something. I think when he's, I feel like when he's on the ice, the team plays. I agree. Better. I agree. I I do. I like the the veteran things he does. The way he he can use a stick to to knock pucks off. Um, What he brought in, I was really excited about. But there's still something I'm. I want to see. I don't know what it is, but when I see it, I'll know it. You're just a hater. (laughs) I just think I think actually, Duncan Keith to me has been fine. Yes. If you just if you take away the price tag and you know what it is, he's been fine. Cody CC is more of an adventure to me. Yep. But he's like, I don't think he's been, I don't think he's been bad, bad yet. He's just, sometimes that, you go, well, I'm still yeah, terrified of about the, the two. F- I'm concerned of CC. I'm still terrified about the four year contract. I get those whoops moments with both of them. Like against Vancouver, there was that point where Horvat got the breakaway and Keith looked like he was trying to skate in slush. He was like, Ooh, the feet were moving. He just wasn't going very fast. It's a little concerning. Like it's again, it's not a huge issue. I'm sure they'll be fine. He brought up that point uh, last week too, about Keith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I think he's just sitting on one thing. Tyler, your Remchuk, very. You're just one-sided. a hater. <laughs> All right, last question. Ask the idiots for Buster's Pizza. Buster'spizza.ca. Get yourself something to eat this weekend. Can, oh, I'm going to start with Tyler. Can Zach Hyman work his way onto the Team Canada roster? Yes or no? Nah, there's too many good options, man. Like, we're talking about a guy named, like Steven Stamkos potentially on the bubble for that team. Yeah, Sean, well, what has he ever done? Exactly. Sean Katuri <laughs> is on the bubble. John Tavares Terrible. is on the bubble. Um, actually, Did you right see now, the pajamas he used to wear? Do you know that Leafs fans are already kind of starting to turn on JT and it makes me happy? Oh, yeah, they like are. like Phantom hey. Menace. Um, but over at dailyfaceoff.com, our uh, resident former NHL executive, Steve Greeley, put out his uh, Olympic roster projection and the final cuts for forwards on that team were Sagan, Horvat, and Taylor Hall. Like, some he's good better than players. All so maybe he's in the mix. How many but, of those guys uh, have written three children's books? Exactly. How many of those if guys Chris, can you put out there four on five? Mm-hmm. If Chris but, Kunis can make the Canadian team based solely off of being the line mate of Sidney Crosby, Zach Hyman. Yeah, the thing with the reason I brought up this question is I agree with Tyler that Canada could probably realistically ice two teams at the Olympics. Yeah. But with GMs and the hockey boys and the old, you never know, right? You do never know. Like, And again, it's not the most insane thing to talk about, but you talk about penalty killers. Again, looking at this projected team. Bergeron, Marshawn, Stone, O'Reilly, Couturier, Stamkos, and Shifley. injuries are always going to happen between now. Yeah, and then, right. Then explain to me because I, I I agree with you here, but how? <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to knock on wood. Oh, of course, <laughs> the injuries. Course. How does Frank? I meant other people. How does Frank think that the Americans are going to win the the? Because he's American. I think he's this Canadian team is. I get the goaltending is going to be an yeah. issue right now. That's it. That's it right there. But they're terrifying. Here's the and thing, there's though. not an American well, team out there that teams before. That American team does not scare me at all. That's when I have with when I'm GM in Canada. That American but they team might not scary. scare you, but yeah. you got to remember, it's not like a playoff run, right? It's not seven game series. Yeah, it's a if you run tournament. into Vasilevsky in the semis and he's doing Vasilevsky shit, you're done. Or even if you look at the American never team, never done shit against that kind of roster. Even Still, if, even if you look at the American team, like Connor Hellebuck could realistically do that to you, also. Tyler's arm is falling down. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, it's broken Did not already. fascinate fasten his arm to the table. I saw that happening. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyler Remchuk is breaking the Ryan Nugent Hopkins studio. This is why we need video in here. Oh, 
He would have been off camera anyway. This is good radio. Tyler this is great. Is He's already broke yep. it. This way Tyler's going to explain this to Jay. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to... You're gonna. That's getting taken out of your paycheck. To be fair, I didn't install this. <laughs> right away, <laughs> you're throwing, throwing teammates under the, under the bus right away, hey? <laughs> Who are you throwing under the bus? <laughs> Ash the uh, idiot. Uh, Rick, does Zach Hyman have a chance to work his way onto the Team Canada roster? Yes, he does, but it's a very small chance, and he'll need some he'll need some help by uh, injuries and maybe a couple of guys saying, hey, I don't want to go over there. That's my answer, too. I'm going to say, yeah, sure, he could be close, but probably not in terms of making Canada's roster. Dan, wrap it up. Yeah, I said if Chris Kunitz can make the team, Zach Hyman can make the team. Sure. I, I just think that there's a, a realistic chance that they might need to pair him up with Connor at some point, yeah. Well, I wondered, like, so last night, again, the Oilers split up Connor and Leon for an away game. I wonder how long it's going to take, if possible, for Hyman and McDavid to start working a little magic, you know? Yep. Oh, dude, you remember that? It was the preseason, I think. It was the Pooley RV no look pass to Connor in the slot to down low Hyman. He's just kind of like, it was no problem. Those guys, the magic's there already. They just, uh, they need to get it done. That's all. We just have to keep dragging this out. Yeah, I know. We, uh, you'll get back into this right away. Don't worry. You all, because I, I do want to get to hot and cold performance here go. eventually, but Tyler needs to get his buttons ready. And he broke the arm, maybe even breaking the desk, maybe broke his spirit. He's like I rattled right now. He's actually... All right. This is the most focused I've ever seen. Are, are we getting to Hot and Cold Performance? Yep. Get your buttons okay, ready, buddy. I played this song. Now. This is our intro to Hot and Cold Performance now. Okay. <laughs> Deuce Vodka. It is time for the Hot and Cold Performance. Uh, my go. Bluetooth isn't connected. <laughs> I was trying to play their goal song. <laughs> Fluxland by XL. Again, put some oh, effort, oh, put oh, some effort oh, into oh, this, oh, people. Is Come that on. it? It is time for the hot and oh, cold oh, performer. Oh, oh, okay, well, no, oh, I don't know. We were going to have oh, a song, but Tyler oh, fucked oh, it up. Oh, 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 oh. Watch him knock his mic off the table again. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we're just going to keep this dragging. We'll watch Tyler struggle. He's attempted to connect his Bluetooth to the roadcaster. Isn't that hard? Isn't this like a button? Maybe yeah. Just maybe hold that up to your microphone. There you go. Wow. <laughs> now it's over now. And it, he he played the <laughs> sample. <laughs> he played through the sample. He has to start it over again. <laughs> well, no, because now it says it's connected. All right, this ladies and gentlemen, good radio. hot and cold performers brought to you by Deuce Vodka. <laughs> if you head on over to DeuceVodka.com, you'll see a handsome picture of Brett Kissel right there on the front screen and a button on the right-hand side that says find in store. That will tell you where to get Deuce Vodka here in Alberta. If you are in Saskatchewan and you don't live in Alberta, first of all, sort your life out. Secondly, email sales <laughs> at DeuceVodka.com. They will tell you how to get it in the province of Saskatchewan. Tyler. Yep. Are you ready with your buttons? I am ready with my Do buttons. Do you need another break of some kind? Nope, we're good. Do you need Dan to sing a little bit? Nope, we are definitely good. Oh, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm starting with Dan, actually. You're a cold performer of the week, sir, for Deuce Vodka. Well, my cold performer of the week is going to be that singing. No, it's going to be uh, going to go to the NHL referees because, as I uh, tweeted out this morning, it's been a long, long Long time since you've called a penalty for Connor McDavid, the best player in the NHL, the best player in the world has played 270 minutes and 34 seconds of ice time without a call. Get a call out there. You're my cold performer of the week, NHL. I'm upset. What are you doing, uh, Don Cherry? Thing? I was kind of going Don Cherry there a little bit. Yeah, I was, was catching the, the shirt Ford guy out of that one. Oh, hey, uh, oh yeah, Corio. Corio. Yeah. Shout out to Corio. Corio. Oh, oh, I need to. Oh, oh. We're going to get sales guy Jared to send a message for Sherwood Ford. I miss Corio. What kind so, of takes he got? I saw him last weekend, I think. Maybe Are you going to play show? Tyler? I played a button already. Oh. Yep. You got I'm Upset. You got Drake. Yep. 
Tyler, you're next up. Deuce Vodka, cold form of the week. The fact that we are not in Las Vegas for this game tonight. Yes. Thank you. If we were reminiscing in the studio before we started recording about what a fun time we had doing podcasts live in Vegas. Darn this pandemic. I wish we could have been there sitting with a bunch of other Oilers fans and giving high fives outside T-Mobile Arena and losing our gambling allowance on night one. <laughs> Just so many good memories. I mean, well, that's because you set your gambling allowance at $200, Tyler. <laughs> Some of us didn't do that. Uh, yeah, some of us didn't, some of us did, but we will not name names. Regardless, a fun time was had by all, and I'm sad we're not there. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke is what it is. Who's got two thumbs, spent all his gambling money, his last name's your Remchuk. Oh. <laughs> Rick, you're next up. Deuce Vodka cold for me. I'm with Tyler on that one. It's been a tough week knowing that we were supposed to be in Vegas, but uh, I guess I'll try and get over it. Uh, I think there is a light at the end of the tunnel, maybe in April sometime, so we'll yep. see what happens. Um, but I, I, I watched the game at home. Um, not last night, the, the one before that. So I got to watch the, the whole production by Sportsnet. And it, this will bug me till the end of time. The game wasn't on. The game starts at 7 at 6.30. You're watching Bundesliga. Nice. Uh, you get further on into the season. It, the game starts at 7 at 6.30. There's the top 50 of this, that, or the yeah, other yeah. thing. That's the same and then they play that the same one all fucking year. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it takes. I, I see Raptor, or Raptor <laughs> pregames on TSN. I see you know the Canucks get there. The Leafs get there. Is on sp- Why the hell can't we get a fucking pregame show? Give us a pregame show. And please, just show the fucking faceoffs in the game too. Let's offer this podcast to them for free. That's true, yeah. We'll send them a copy. I'll just send Gary right Bettman. Game. I was going to say, you guys have an opportunity here to get on that if people aren't... Uh, I don't want to watch the fucking Bundesliga. Oh, yeah. Fair. We should... Well, you could tune in at 1 o'clock on game days for the Giant pregame. I think show. you had to push it like for like... Hey, come tune well, in at like 6.30, 6.30, 6.30. But then. you can go back and re-watch it at any point on our YouTube or on our Twitter. What I think the you just hell do is live. going on? There's your button. <laughs> Let's get him in here doing was, it live. So what time. was your cold performer there? Tyler? Uh, Sportsnet. But I'm Rick. Well, what the hell is going on? Man, we, this is a train wreck going on here. <laughs> He's playing on his phone. I'm trying to get the fucking Flunk Slam song. It won't work. on your Bluetooth. Uh, my cold performer of the week is David Quadrelli from Canucks Army. If you were following me on Twitter, JSBM Bag Milk, he tweeted a beef and ched at me no, yesterday. No, he didn't. And he says, hey, I'm having a beef and ched. And I said, you should be arrested. <laughs> FBI is listening. They need to go knock on this guy's door. <laughs> David Quadrelli, that is not a beef and chet. That was so fucking you funny. You get that trash out of my phone. I like how he's like, I had leftover roast beef and leftover cheese. How do you have leftover cheese? Isn't that one of those things you just always I have I mean, if in the you house? have it in the fridge, you always got leftover cheese, really. <laughs> All cheese but is left- leftover cheese, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> unless you meant to eat the whole damn block at once. In which case, then we're having a different conversation. <laughs> I, I can imagine Quadrelli going to the grocery store he's like, and mm. just getting the precise amount of cheese yeah. for whatever. He, he's like, I'm only having one sandwich this week. And I'll like, take two slices of that, please. Or Quads is just sitting there with 750 grams of old cheddar just mowing away on his couch when he's watching the Canucks. He only purchased it by the wheel. Yeah, exactly. He's getting a 10-pound wheel of cheese. (laughs) Leftover cheese for years. So, Quads, next time I see you, buddy, I'm going to take you to Arby's. That's just it. That's it. And it's an onion bun, not bread. Yeah, I just need fucking brown bread. Lightly toasted. Good lord. Get out of here, Quads. You're very nice, and I like you a lot, but that was not a beef and shed. All right. Flipping the ledger. Dan, let's finish off with a positive. Well, Well, outside of Tyler's lack of technical (laughs) skills... (laughs) Hot performer of the week for Deuce Well, I'm gonna take Rick's negative and turn it into a positive. And for me, it's the return of Gene 
Principe oh, at the start of the broadcast. I missed the cold openings. And not only did he come back, he also burned the place down yeah. with a piece of cake on fire. And I imagine for the the Coyote fans who don't probably get to see a ton of that kind of say They're 90% Oilers fans. They know exactly yeah, what's going on. Like, hey, look, Gene's down there. Look, something's on fire. I just, it was amazing to see the fire kind of burst out there. And he, he didn't skip a beat. So Gene Principe, you get my hot performer of the week. Pour it on! I'm trying to find a tweet that went out last night. So there was a Coyotes game, a Coyotes fan actually at the game last night that took a picture of Gene in the corner with that cupcake on fire and just said, somebody explain what is going on over there. <laughs> I didn't I love see it. that. If you don't know what Gene is, like if you're a Coyotes fan and you drove the six hours out to Glendale from Phoenix <laughs> proper and you're going to sit at the game, maybe you have a pop in your hand and you Lights look over and there's a guy down. in like a fucking turtle costume or like a hot dog or something. <laughs> you're like, what is going on with that guy over there? Lights go down. You're watching the pregame and then all of a sudden there's this out of the corner of their eye there's this tv light bulb shining on this man with a glorious flowing locks and a piece of cake on fire love gene tyler your deuce vodka ah. hot performer of the week my hot performer of the week what was that high former high former whoa tyler wants a parfait my hot performer of the week uh it goes to two people the first is Dangerous Wade, who brought me a delicious bottle of my favorite fancy boy amaretto. It's delicious. I had some last you night. You drink that with a little OJ? Nope, just straight dog. Oh, good for you. Yep. Um, it's delicious. And the second hot performer is Nico Jolly, who made me this beautiful custom avoid the grind hoodie and presented it to me down at Dogpatch yesterday. It is beautiful, Nico, and I love it very much. And my entire family was excited when I put it in the group chat because they think the avoid the grind thing's funny as well. Shout out to Nico Jolly. Shout out to Dangerous Wade. They are beautiful souls, and I love them very much. The big guy is smoking hot. Uh, bonus cold performer of the week to Nico Jolly and Dangerous Wade for not bringing me anything. <laughs> Rick, your Deuce Vodka Hop from the week. What is going on with you, man? Now we're doing ads for Priceline.com? I'm just personally the fucking goal song, man. You know what? After a 4-0 start, it has to just go to the team. This is what? The best start they've had in ever? Off the hop, I think? Something like that. Something I think like there was one other time and they won a cup that year. Yeah, so this is this is incredible. But if we're giving out a secondaries, I'm giving out a secondary here as well to to Bix bikes Bix Ryan uh, bikes Bix. Bix. Oh no, it is bikes. It's bikes, bikes it but bikes. no one. Yeah, but everyone like Everybody refuses. Calls Bix. Yeah. Anyways, his Photoshop with uh, Zach Cassian and Gene's hair. Yep. That might that might be the picture of the year. That was a fantastic photo. Hey Tyler, look who got it faster than you. But you didn't work it through Bluetooth. This you, this is how we do it, baby. He's a hot guy. My Deez Vodka hot performer of the week is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I'm staying on brand. That's what I do. We're in the Ryan Nugent Hopkins studio. Ryan Nugent Hopkins got my hot performer of the week. He has got five assists in his last two games. I don't know, if, got got a here? I don't know if the people can even hear that. They can. my ears. No, Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets my last 93. Deuce Vodka Hot Performer of the Week. Five points <laughs> in his last two games. I got to shut this down before Tyler Can just we gets give falls Tyler off the a retroactive cold performer? This he is said amazing. he needs a nap. I think he's, he was right. He's having like a temper tantrum now that he's not getting it, though. <laughs> he just, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's from the, the phone not working, the Bluetooth, and his arm falling off the table. Yep. It's, it's been a rough one for him here. You have had a hard time. You okay? He's just watching ads to watch ads now. He's got a rough yeah. coursey for today. Yeah, he's just really looking forward to his It's not my best com. show, hey? <laughs> like, I, I don't do know why you don't have your amaretto in here having a sip of it. Of 163, I would say this is in the top 162 for you. 
Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> but think about that. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Here's your button, babe. The big guy is smoking hot. <laughs> you use that one for Rick. All right. Let's I, I use this one for Rick. He's a hot guy. I think uh, you use the, the big guy smoking hot for yourself, to be honest. I'm upset. <laughs> I am upset. I agree. All right. Real quick before we wrap this up around the horn. Goal predictions. Nuge. Okay. Actually, I, was, I meant score predictions, but I said goal predictions. So, Tyler, I'll start with you because you're excited. Score prediction tonight against Vegas. 4-3. Four, 4. Oilers. Thank you. Dan? Oh, I got to stay on brand. What I said in the yeah, prediction do we before have to the keep, game. Do we have to stick with, uh, yeah, you got to stick with what you said. Yeah, it's 4-3 yeah. overtime for Vegas. Well, I should note that Dan also is wearing a Las Vegas hat. It is not Vegas a Golden Knights hat. Raiders. He is wearing a Las Vegas hat. Rick? Just win, baby. Uh, I'm going 5-2, but I'm going... Uh, I didn't get to say this on his on Waz's phone, but I, I think Leon's putting up a, a hattie. A hattie tonight. I'm calling two drawn penalties for McDavid tonight. A Leon hattie would be nice. I'd like to see that. I'm going to say 4-2. And if you read the GDB today, you would know that I said 4-2 there, and I said it in every GDB because that's my joke. <laughs> it's amazing how many people don't pick it up, Tyler. <laughs> every game I write it, 4-2 is the score. No matter what. Tyler, are you okay over there? You got an ad no, to get I'm through? No, I'm clearly not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a what shit did, show right now. What did now. we miss this episode, Tyler? What didn't we cover? I thought this was a good episode. It was. I think now that we're back, I, <laughs> it goes a couple of ways. Now that we're back in studio, it's uh-huh. more enjoyable for us. It sounds better, but our nonsense, I'm not sure how well the nonsense is like. The nonsense for 60s through Let the roof. Let us know with a review. Roof right now. Yeah. yeah. Like it, the nonsense for 60s through the roof. I don't know if the listeners like that, if they can tell what's going on in they, just podcast or what, but. Do they think that we've turned into real life? Mm. But like we keep it on the rails for the most part. Yeah. Well, most, if they don't like it, they'll let us know. Yeah. Hit us up. ON Radio Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I just want to know. Do you like the Do we have that voicemail thing too? Can they yell at us? I mean, we do have the voicemail, but like, I like it could it, be full. We haven't checked it in years. Oh, I like taking like. it over for uh, is it like a nation real life thing? And I like, yeah. Send Should up we just all turn that in into there. an ONR? Yeah, we'll just voicemail. It probably make more sense. Don't tell them. Yeah, yeah. We just won't tell them on the other podcast. Some people leave voicemails for ONR on there. So I just we'll always just, forget. We'll just steal those from here. <laughs> all right. So next week, mm-hmm. let's make I, a plan. I can send out the link. Yeah. Let's let's make a plan. Next week we will check the voicemail. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, the link is in the Twitter bio. I think. I think. <laughs> Probably. It I'm might be. Either. Otherwise, you're going to have to go back somewhere and find out. I don't know where it is. We'll figure it out. All right. Let's shut this down. This is a train wreck. This is a mess. This is a disaster. But this is episode 163 of Oilers Nation Radio, and I want to say thank you to DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Cornerstone Insurance, Deuce Vodka, and Buster's Pizza for making it all possible, and more importantly, you that uh, I am speaking into your ear holes right now. Tyler, what are you face making right now? What are you doing? Uh, my lips are super chapped. <laughs> So I was stretching them out. I just put some chapstick on you, I guess. (laughs) It's been episode 163, brought to you by Oodle Noodle. (laughs) Well, there's Nation Radio, episode 163 is in the books. Thanks, everybody. Shout out, Vicky Perlini. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Real Life Podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.